0: North Carolina's offense is electric, one of the top in the nation. But on the other side, Miami's defense is just about at the same elite level. Something's got to give. You are locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, what's up? It's Friday, October 13th, 2023. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast, the only daily North Carolina show out there. Welcome into you everydayers where you're getting your Tar Heels content every single day. What we're doing right now, we have our full length show for Friday. You can check that out. I'm going to link to it right up here. With Coach Rob, we're talking about live action for tonight and a few other things, but wanted to make sure to still get you the what to watch for for the Carolina football game against Miami tomorrow on Saturday, as well as a little bit of a shady stat of the game look ahead, something you can be watching for there. So. For those of you that aren't familiar with this, what I always do is give you a what to watch for, or I give you four things to be on the lookout for in the Carolina football games or basketball games when we're doing that. So I want to give you those. We'll be in and out in hopefully just 10 to 15 minutes, just a short little primer for you coming right now. So number one in the, what to watch for something's got to give, let me give you some numbers. Miami's defense. Hasn't allowed a hundred yush, rushing yards. <laughs> has not allowed a hundred rushing yards in a game this season yet. The highest they've allowed is ninety-nine to Georgia Tech last week. They allowed ninety-seven to Texas A&M, but other than that, it's been much lower. Now sack yards in college football—you got to remember—factored into that. So maybe in totality, they have uh, allowed hundred rushing yards in the game. But just go with me, if you will. On the passing side, their defense has only allowed three hundred passing yards once and in three of their five games they've allowed under 200 passing yards that's phenomenal by the Miami pass defense and in totality the Miami defense has only surrendered more than 300 yards of total offense one time that was to Texas A&M now caveat as we look at this outside of Texas A&M the other four teams they've played are Miami of Ohio Bethune Cookman and FCS team Temple and Georgia Tech, not exactly a 1927 Yankees murderers row of offense you're looking at there, but still really, really good. But while Miami's defense is really good, as you and I well know, that North Carolina offense is off and clicking. Let me give you the counterpoint numbers that I just gave you to with Miami's defense. North Carolina's offense has rushed for 100 plus yards in four of the five games and over 200 yards in two of the games, App State, and then last week against Syracuse. The North Carolina passing attack, as you well know, is lethal. Drake May has passed for 200 yards in, or more in all five games and over 400 yards now in two of Carolina's five games. And in totality, Carolina's offense has over 350 yards of total offense in all five games. And in fact, they have 500 or more yards of total offense in three of the five games, including over 600 last week. So something's got to give. Miami defense only surrendering 300 yards of total offense once this season. Carolina offense gaining 350 yards or more of total offense in every game this season. Which one do you think is going to win that battle? I've got my suggestion. I've got my guess. You probably do too. But we got to see it played out on the field. That is what to watch for number one. Let me give you the second one. It deals more with Carolina's offense, but specifically Tez Walker. As you'll recall last week, uh, Tez Walker was uh, deemed eligible on Thursday, had a walkthrough on Friday, and then went out there and played. And as, you know, given that little bit of prep, did great. But the question now is, what can Tez do with a full week of reps with Drake May? with the receivers where they need to be and all that. So I'm expecting to see Tez and JJ Jones outside and Nate McCollum in the slot as the starting receivers. And then don't forget, you got your full complement of the, the three tight ends, Kamari Morales, Bryson Nesbitt, and John Copenhaver. Last week, Drake May had completions to 11, 11 different receivers. That's insane stuff. I don't, You don't expect that every week. Part of that was the blowout nature of that game. And that's just what happened. But Drake May is going to continue to spread the ball around. But as you well know, there's going to be a game when Tez is going to pop. I think Miami is probably going to focus a ton of their attention on Tez. And who's that going to leave open? Well, I don't know. Just Nate McCollum, who has been the ACC receiver of the week twice already this year. Or J.J. Jones, who two weeks ago had a career day with over 100 receiving yards. Or Bryson, you know, like it's just coming at you. So what to watch for? What does Carolina's offense look like with a full week of Tez Walker? And how does Drake may continue to spread that ball around to all his receiving threats? Got two more things to tell you for our what to watch for. Plus a look ahead to a potential historic shady stat of the week. We'll talk about that in just a second. But first, I need to tell you that this little mini episode of Locked on Tar Heels is brought to you by our good friends at FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets when or Lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is super easy to use and you can bet on all sorts of stuff like spreads, player props, over unders, and more. Carolina's favored by three and a half in this game. Will they will they uh, cover? We'll find out. Visit fanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, let's get right back into this what to watch for. Number three. Really interesting thing to watch here is who wins the turnover battle between these two teams. It's It's been a major storyline in in particular recently for Miami. The Miami defense has gotten nine turnovers this year so far. Three fumbles, six interceptions. On the flip side of that, Carolina's offense has only surrendered five. One fumble. And then four interceptions by Drake May. Obviously, those were earlier in the year. Hasn't had an interception now for a couple games. So, kind of we talked about something's got to give. That's another part of that Carolina offense versus Miami defense. Who wins the turnover battle there? Now, on the other side of it, the Carolina defense versus the Miami offense, it's dead even. Carolina's defense has eight takeaways, one fumble and seven interceptions. Miami's offense has eight giveaways, four of each. Now, you need to know that five of those Miami turnovers were all last week against Georgia Tech. Three interceptions from Tyler Van Dyke and two fumbles, including that very costly one at the end of the game that honestly should never have happened had they taken a knee. So who wins the turnover battle? That could be a major storyline And what I'm watching for, number three. What to watch for, number four. There are three really interesting big general season storylines going on in series against Miami storylines going on. It's three things. Number one, can Carolina stay undefeated while getting to bowl eligibility? And can they extend their winning streak against Miami? So as you well know, North Carolina right now is 5-0. and If they win this game, they will be 6-0, and and that means they're bowl eligible six games into the season. Unbelievable stuff there. Not only that, but Carolina right now has a four-game winning streak against the Hurricanes, and has this opportunity to extend it to 5, Carolina holds the C, uh, the series record against Miami 15 to 11. I don't think we would guess that without looking at the record books, but it is true. It was tied at 11. Carolina's won four in a row and could win another making it 16 to 11 Tar Heels all time. But here's the thing. Expect a close game with it as we talk about this what to watch for. Outside of the 2020 game when Javante Williams and Michael Carter ran absolutely wacky with the ball, the other three games in that four-game stretch right now, the streak that Carolina has, have all been by exactly three points. That's what I'm looking at in this game. Miami is a supremely talented team. Throw out what you saw last weekend. This should be a phenomenal game, and it should be a close one, uh, probably decided by three points if history should tell us anything. All right. One last thing before we get out of here. You know, I always give you a shady stat of the game on the back end of things. I want to give you a shady stat look ahead, something to be watching for. It's something we talked about last week. Carolina has scored 30 or more points in each of its first five games this year. It's the third time the Tar Heels have ever done that in program history. Interestingly, the second time was just last year. So back-to-back years, Carolina has done this. But the only other time Carolina scored 30 or more points to start the season, each of the first five games, 1914. And here's why this is potentially historic. The last year, 2022, that streak ended at game six against two, the Miami hurricanes, uh, hurricanes. I think I said games, but in 1914, Carolina did get a sixth straight game of 30 or more points. So Carolina could match that record in this game Saturday against Miami, but The 1914 streak ended there. So if Carolina could do it this week and next week against Virginia, it would be an all-time program record. Here's the thing about that 1914 team, though. That six-game streak, they scored 40 or more points in each of those. Wild, wild stuff. Well, hope that gets you ready for the game against Miami on Saturday. Should be electric on Saturday night in Keenan Stadium. Make sure you're either there or tuned in from the kick. Thanks so much for tuning in. Want to remind you to come subscribe to the show anywhere you subscribe to podcast, video, or audio. Smash the like button. It's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. We'd love for you to dive in with us on the Discord where we can chat all throughout the game and through the week. All right. We'll be back with you to recap the game next week. But until then, peace.